1: Betches Media presents Donald Trump was a, a stain on our country I am someone's daughter too That's what I'm So said. help me God Congratulations Mr. President The Betches
0: SUP Podcast
2: Mr. Vice President, I'm speaking
3: Hello, I'm Elise Ferales
4: I'm Brian Russell-Smith
3: and this is the Betches Up podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh at the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics. Brian, this is like an old school episode.
4: I know. It's wild. It's just you and I. We haven't done that. We, we, a, we haven't podcasted together in a minute. No. B, we haven't done, like, just,
3: just you us. and I. Yeah. No. <laughs> Wow. It really, it really does feel like we're back in the old studio again.
4: Mm -hmm. (laughs) You do have like a blue wall behind you.
3: I do. I do. Um, You know, the life of an actress, as Mm -hmm. they say. Mm -hmm. Uh, Brian. Yeah. I have really great news for you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) One in four Americans have received a dose of the COVID-19 vaccine. And I
4: believe that you are one. Included, yeah, including myself.
3: You are. So we're going to yeah. talk a little about your vaccine uh, experience today. Journey.
4: Yeah. So I have, I actually just got my second dose on Tuesday, which, yeah, I know. Do you feel which is like so an exciting.
3: X-Man? Do you feel like you're like a superpower? I have to tell
4: you, I have to tell you, I woke up today and I felt so good. I don't <laughs> know if this is a thing. Like, I don't know if like it was, I didn't have anxiety or something, but like, I felt like. Do I, is it possible to have like the reaction where I become a superhero or like, I just (laughs) like felt very, like, I also just slept like amazingly last night. Mm
3: -hmm. I think of fully vaccinated people as superheroes to any of our fully vaccinated (laughs) listeners. I think of you as an X-Man. Yeah. That's what you are to me.
4: So I was, I actually got my first dose on my birthday, which was very exciting. happy
3: birthday. (laughs) Yeah.
4: It was like one of those things where you like, like I, I qualified, I was eligible and so i just like put my aim in and then i got a call that day and they're like hey there's like a lot of like we're trying to get there was like a lot of eligibilities that day Mm -hmm. i went and like uh, open appointments because people just don't show up and they're like can you be here in an hour and i was like yeah because i'd already taken the day off of work because it was my birthday my plan was to do nothing Mm -hmm. like i literally was just gonna sit in bed and watch survivor um
3: a beautiful birthday plan yeah
4: (laughs) it was and i was gonna order nachos for lunch i didn't do any of that um (laughs) but it was fine i got so and then so tuesday i was like and then so i was really anxious about getting the second one because everyone talks about like oh you may get sick blah 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 and Mm -hmm. i was not that ill i was you know i felt like i had like three glasses of like cheap wine the night before Mm -hmm. like kind of (laughs) hungover yeah Yeah, like like, like,
3: you had too much sugar
4: (laughs) yeah exactly that's like what i felt like i was like kind of tired and like a little like lethargic like there's like exhausted but like if i like looked to a certain direction my my head would like slightly hurt but that was pretty much it and then that's, today i woke up and i was just like i feel completely grand and fine. that's
3: interesting it really does feel like um it's individual to every person and i keep seeing people on twitter trying to be like Actually, if you get sick on the first dose, it means you've already had COVID, but you didn't know. <laughs> and, but and people who've already had COVID get sick on the first dose, but people who have never had COVID get sick on the second dose. And I'm just like, I, I see that stuff and I'm like, I think probably it's just every person is their own special snowflake and everybody yeah. reacts to their COVID vaccine different. <laughs>
4: well it was interesting it was interesting for me because so back in december uh antonio uh my partner who i live with obviously mm-hmm. and my fiance i guess i should mm-hmm. say fiance. and um so he went, he was he wasn't feeling well he went and got tested he didn't have covid however mm-hmm. he while he was there he also got tested for antibodies and he had a bunch of antibodies Whoa. and there were like he probably had it like a few weeks ago like a month ago like he passed it and we no symptoms and so I was like oh I probably definitely had it. So I went and got an antibody test and a test negative for both they're like come back in 2 weeks um and maybe your antibodies will be there by then and I went like 3 weeks later still no antibodies. So I was with a person who had covid for Every single day, you know, <laughs> in the same room,
3: in very close quarters. Very co- yeah, like
4: in very very extreme, Droplets like
3: the closest qu- we involved. The,
4: the closest quarters you can you can get. Um, and I never got it, and I was like, I was asking the doctor about that, and he was like, "Welcome to COVID. No one knows anything about anything." And I was like, "Okay." Yeah,
3: I will say we're a year into this pandemic. We're rounding the end here. People are getting vaccinated, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna come out and say that I'm leaving this thing with. Maybe a 1% better understanding of (laughs) science, (laughs) maybe. And that's like really generous.
4: (laughs) I know. And that 1% is basically like, don't like um, touch like a doorknob and then like lick your fingers. Like that's the science I've learned.
3: Exactly. The science I learned, don't touch your face. Yeah. (laughs) I've learned what droplets are. I didn't know about droplets before. I mean, I I could have inferred about droplets, but I didn't. I wasn't droplets weren't on the forefront of my mind the way they are now,
4: but they are (laughs) definitely there now. They're definitely there.
3: I'll never forget what I've learned about droplets. (laughs) 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 So how, how was your like emotional process of getting the vaccine?
4: Well, so that was the thing. It was just like, I'm like, I was also like in a rush when I was getting the second one. Like Mm -hmm. I showed up early and I was like, I need to make a train. Um, so I was like, I had to like a plan, and so like that was kind of the whole thing for me for the second time. But like, but like, but also like, even yesterday, like afterwards, like I was just thinking, like, oh, I just feel like very, I just feel like a lot of relief, yeah. Of like, and, you know, I'm at the point where like, both my parents are fully vaccinated. By the time I see my family for Easter, every single adult in my family will. I've had at least one or their second shot. I think all of their second shots except one person. So like, it'll be exciting to actually like hang out with my family and see them without like opening all the windows, wearing masks or staying outside. You know what I mean? Like just kind of be a little more comfortable about like, just even like the comfort level of it too. So
3: it's, it's it's a really just, beautiful yeah. thing. Like my I've got a close friend who's going to have gotten her second vaccine in time that she can go see her sister's baby, who's like the first mm-hmm. baby being born and like the first grandkid and all this stuff. And like, you know, it's it's really nice to see that those things are coming back into our lives slowly, yeah. but surely. I do not have either shot yet. I'm so healthy and I'm so fit <laughs> that I can't give my shot. I'm so young and healthy and fit that they won't give me my shot.
4: Yeah, <laughs> like you're too good for this.
3: Yeah, I'm just so, they said, they said you have too much. You have too much in your life, yeah. <laughs> Boy, yeah. we can't give this to you. But I'm waiting patiently.
4: But according to our next topic that we're continuing on, it's going to happen quite soon.
3: Exactly. So that brings us to our first topic of the day, which is that President Biden, as we know, has directed all states to make adults eligible to get the vaccine by May 1st. So that's One month and one week away for anyone who's Mm -hmm. looking at the calendar, 40 states have already agreed to that deadline with some opening up universal eligibility even earlier. And on the flip side, 10 states, including the state that we're coming to you from right now, New York, have not Committed yet to the May first deadline, and I actually don't have in front of me what the other nine states are. Um, yeah, but I know that New York is one of them. Seventy percent of Americans over seventy have received at least one dose of the vaccine, but recent declines in daily cases have stalled. So at right at this point, the U.S. is averaging about fifty-five thousand new cases a day and nine hundred and sixty-eight deaths a day, which is you know not not like it
4: way too high still way too high, One death is too many, but this is really, really high, still, so.
3: yeah. and it's it's tough because I know I definitely feel, even as a completely unvaccinated individual, I feel the put the press, like the pressure to like let my guard down about this stuff. And like, obviously, I'm always wearing my mask and everything. But you can see the light at the end of the tunnel now. Mm-hmm. And I do think it's just important to remember, like, Covid is still very much with us. She's mm-hmm. still here. She's mm-hmm. still very active.
4: Yeah, and it's it's these it's 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 a race right now between the spread of these new variants, which are shown to be more contagious and, in some cases, more deadly, and yes. between that and the vac vaccines. And um, so, if you are eligible. Yes. Just get your fucking vaccine already. Like
3: 100. Just do it. 150,000%. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you are eligible, get your vaccine because a lot of states are number one, they're moving up eligibility faster. Number two, they have planned for these vaccines to go out. They know about how many people qualify. So they know about you. Your state mm-hmm. is actually expecting you to come and get your vaccine and this i i know i've known a lot of people who have felt guilty if they feel like oh maybe i don't deserve it as much as another person that's totally true it's not a completely fair system there's a lot of stuff in the system of getting the vaccine yeah. that is not great i think it's crazy that you have to like refresh a page a million times but your individual participation is not gonna do anything about that that's a structural uh-huh. issue yeah
4: yeah it's also, it's about, it's about reaching herd immunity. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's really that every adult who can get one should get one just because you, it is to help other people too. It's part of it. Like it's the same thing as wearing a mask, you know, like you wore it for other people as much as yourself, if not, Yes. you know, more for other people too. And this is for also for other people, like because some people who are sick can't even get a vaccine and it, they, we need to get to a point where enough people are immune for the people who aren't able, who are immune, like severely immunocompromised and can't even get a vaccine to be able to lead a yes. normal life too.
3: I will, I uh, you know, I will say that my dad is one of those people. He cannot mm-hmm. get vaccinated at this time. We're still going to find out if that has changed. But as of right now, he technically qualifies, but his doctor has told him to wait because he is immunocompromised in a way that like he has an autoimmune condition where like the vaccine he could freak out. So get the vaccine for my dad if you're listening yeah. and I if you're listening and you're eligible in your state and you kind of think it's for a wonky reason and you've been going back and forth I Brian and I are here to absolve you of mm-hmm. that. We yes. have we we are your confessors. We have heard we have heard your anxieties and we say go forth and get mm-hmm. your vaccine, child. Let the guilt let the guilt free let it wash away from you and go get your vaccine
2: hey american fever dream listeners i'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you're searching for the perfect gift because now you can use gift mode on etsy gift mode on etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone for any occasion and it's easy you just tap or click do you have for Dachshund owners? There's jewelry, ceramic, toys, board games, all kinds of fun stuff. A gifting moment is always right around the corner, whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you. Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now.
4: When it
0: comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy.
3: AstraZeneca. So in other vaccine news, AstraZeneca announced this morning that its vaccine is 76 percent effective, not 79 percent effective. So this is data that was originally included in the company's press release, which was on Monday. Um, And basically, there's been this Semi-scandal of AstraZeneca's own making where they included mm-hmm. some outdated information that the NIH told them not to include in their original vaccine announcement on Monday. And then the like National Institute of Health took this sort of unprecedented step to like clap back at them and release like a sassy letter and be like, we don't know why you included that data, AstraZeneca. You blew it. <laughs> so now AstraZeneca has released... New data, slightly, but, and it's only slightly different than the original data we got. So basically, it's 76% effective, not 79% effective. And that 76% effective is against just getting COVID at all. It's still 100% effective against serious COVID.
4: Yes. So it's, that's what's very important too. Um, Yes. You know, it prevents, it prevents hospitalizations. It's, Yeah, it's a a good vaccine.
3: Exactly. So it's like, yeah, there's a chance that you could become like an asymptomatic person who has COVID. You could be someone who gets a little bit sick, but you're not going to get the COVID that ends you up on a ventilator in the hospital, Mm -hmm. et et cetera, or dead. Yeah, yeah, that's, (laughs) it is funny when they're like, it prevents serious illness. And I'm like, yes, the most serious illness. <laughs>
4: yes. yes.
3: <laughs> Being dead. <So.
4: laughs> that's, and that's good for me. I mean, that's that, you know, that makes me happy.
3: Yes. So Dr. Fauci did call this kind of kerfuffle with AstraZeneca an unforced error that could erode trust in what he actually called what's likely a very good vaccine. And it does seem like it is. A good mm-hmm. vaccine but it was dumb of them because they had gotten word from like they had been told already not to include that information or that they were going to get in trouble if they did so it just seems like it seems like astrazeneca's cause is like the messiest
1: <laughs> virus yeah.
3: in the vaccine company
4: <laughs> mm-hmm. it's like they, they're they like it's like cheating on a on a report card it's like yeah you still got to see just accept the c
3: Yeah. Just put it. It's it's yeah. I don't know. It just um, it doesn't seem like it actually has impacted the effectiveness of the vaccine in any way. Mm -hmm. But it's just like we really don't need these vaccine creating companies to be doing anything that like makes them look shady enough. We don't need anything that can like go on a meme on some weird like wellness Instagram page that's like, see, they're lying.
4: I know I was already thinking like if vaccines if I, like I'm not going to do this, but if like making a video of like if vaccines are people, I was literally thinking about it as you're talking and like one of them was AstraZeneca <laughs> and she was like the messy one. And I was like, yeah. I don't know if I should do that because <laughs> that might discourage people from getting, wanting to get that one. I know. But it's a good idea.
3: It is. <laughs> that is a very funny idea. And maybe once we've reached herd immunity, yeah. you can make that video. <laughs> yeah. It's, I feel like we can't. You can't do it before herd immunity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Once it's behind us, we can make fun of the personalities of the different mm-hmm. vaccines. So speaking of the vaccine, Biden is expected to announce a new vaccine goal at his press conference today. Uh, this is his first press conference while in office. Brian, what, what do we want to ask him?
4: Um, I don't know, like a serious question or just like a fun question? <laughs>
3: um um why don't we do if you do a fun one i'll do a serious one
4: okay i'll do a fun one um i want to know what it's like to live in the white house i i there's only very few people and families who have done it i think there's a exact number i can't think of it 46 i don't know. well no not all of them lived in the white house Yeah. but um so good on me for not knowing that um but yeah, I feel like it's an old, really old house and it's like big and beautiful. Like, is it haunted? Like, I want to know, know if he ever
3: got his Peloton.
4: I don't know. Did I, they I'm let assuming him he take must have the
3: Peloton. Have. I heard that oh, wait. Major. Oh, I forgot is about back. that. Yeah. I heard that Major Major's is back. Yeah. After his exile to Delaware. <laughs> mm-hmm.
4: I've heard both dogs are back. Yes. What would you ask? Um,
3: I would ask. I guess I would be like messy about it. And I would be like, can you really tell us how bad the vaccine situation was when you got in? Like what was set up oh, and what was
4: not That's what yeah, that's I really want to know
3: is like, what's the, how yeah. fucked up was it in there? Did you what find crazy mo- yeah. shit in there?
4: <laughs> that's a good idea. I was just like, that, like a general thing. Like what's the most fucked up thing that you like realized about the Trump administration.
3: Right. It's like when, when he's you not, came uh, in his office. Yeah. What's the scariest thing you've found out since coming into office about what was going on? Yeah. <laughs> um before we get into more news have you seen dana carvey's biden impression he just did it on colbert Mm -mm. it's so good it's one of those impressions where you like didn't realize what made a good biden impression until you see it i very highly recommend everyone look up the clip of dana carvey's biden
4: impression i actually haven't seen a biden impression that i've loved so i'm excited to check it out this is
3: the only one i've actually ever seen that is one, a genuine impression of him, mm-hmm. and two, like, really, really funny. Really yeah. funny. Because he's just saying nonsense the entire time. It's so good.
4: Do you watch Drag Race UK by any chance?
3: I have not watched Drag Race UK.
4: <laughs> so the best Trump impression was by the Vivian on Drag Race UK. It was I really heard really. I heard this, it, actually. Yeah. I watched it. I, re- I watched the series, like, not too long ago, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah.
3: Was it a genuinely good impression?
4: It was a genuinely good impression. She played him during Snatch game. It was awesome. It was I, if if you want to start at an episode you don't want to watch the whole thing, just start at Snatch game. Work I love, I,
3: well, I will just watch. If I haven't like watched the season, I will just watch the Snatch game because
4: it's mm-hmm. fun. Okay. So, New York Governor Andrew Cuomo is facing his 11,000 major <laughs> scandal of the year. Um Oh, boy. Uh, he's I, his his story is going to be a great like Lifetime movie or something one day. It's going
3: to be excellent.
4: Or I don't even know if it, like maybe it could, maybe it could be better than as a Lifetime movie. But like, holy shit. The tr- 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 that what a we'll roller coaster ride.
3: Many interpretations of the life yeah. and times of Andrew Cuomo. But boy, <laughs> he he really can't stop having nope. scandals. <laughs>
4: Nope, nope, nope. So, a new report in the Washington Post claims he offered his family and other high profile figures special access to COVID 19 tests at the height of the pandemic. Cuomo had top state health officials visit the Hamptons home of his brother, CNN anchor Chris Cuomo.
3: Chris, Chris, Chris
4: is oh, What levels Chris, of fucked Chris. up this is. <laughs> Um, This was happening at the height of the pandemic in New York, which, you know, around this time, it was nearly impossible to get a COVID test. Even if you had symptoms, you had to basically be an NBA player to get a test. Yeah. Publicly, Cuomo was asking for patients privately. He was prioritizing his own family and friends for the limited tests available. These tests were taken at people's homes, then rushed by state troopers to a public health lab in Albany nurses working for the state were sent to test dozens of VIPs throughout Manhattan. New York law prohibits state officials from using their positions to secure privileges for themselves or others. For privacy reasons, the state health department won't release the names of those VIPs. Someone better. Someone someone someone's going to release them, I think. You never Yeah,
3: know. release the names. Release
4: the names. It's the blacklist. <laughs> it's the diary. Um wow, that is so fucked up.
3: It's really interesting. It really feels like he's like he he can't he's having every type of scandal. Like he's really just running the gamut.
4: And the idea that this is all happening while people in like people in nursing homes are dying, and
3: right, it's like there's a cover covering up those
4: numbers. It's
3: there's a cover-up scandal, yeah. there's a sexual harassment scandal, there's a nepotism scandal. <laughs>
4: The 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 nepotism is so atrocious on a whole other level. This this family man, like, you know, his. He, it's so funny that he said he wasn't part of the the, the political elites. Like, that's it's, hilarious. It's hilarious. Like, There's
3: a bridge named after his dad in our state.
4: Yeah. His dad was, (laughs) like, he's been governor for, like, this is his third term. So he's, like, gonna be governor for at least 12 years.
3: Did you know, I just learned this from the Daily, that when Cuomo, I think it was running, when he was running against George Pataki, he put up signs that said, vote Cuomo, not homo.
4: I did not know that.
3: Because there were rumors that his opponent was gay, and he put them up in, like, um... Like Italian
4: neighborhoods. Cool. So, um, so that's
3: really cool.
4: <laughs> but like, even like watching those press, like those like interviews with Andrew Cuomo and Chris Cuomo, it's like everyone was like, it was like everyone was so fucking scared that it was nice yes. to see these like two charismatic brothers interact with each other and like kind of like beat up on each other. Like in a, like like it would be fun if it was like a sketch on SNL or like a
3: it was Talk fun show when we needed were... that and if they weren't corrupt on the back end, it would have been fun.
4: <laughs> yeah, but looking back on it, it's like, mm, is this also getting close to state television?
3: Yes, and guess what it was? And it was covering up malfeasance, so yeah. lesson lesson learned.
4: How could he... I, the fact that he hasn't resigned yet is he's he's living on... He's like the guy at the party that no one wants to be there and he's they're not giving a fucking hint to just leave
3: yeah yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have anything to add. I'm just like that's uh that. do you think he
4: do you think he will ever resign or do you think he's no like, yeah,
3: no, I do not I literally think that the only way we're gonna get Andrew Cuomo out of the governor's mansion is a seance after his death. Yeah, like we're gonna have to drive <laughs> his spirit from the building. It's not it's not happening.
4: <laughs> so there are certain states that allow governors to there's no term limits they can run again and again and again um i wonder if maybe this is you know a good reasoning to maybe add some term limits to new york governors
3: yes and i did i wanted to fact check myself um Mm -hmm. about vote cuomo (laughs) vote for cuomo not the homo so number one the the phrase was vote for cuomo not the homo And it's a flyer from a 1982 New York gubernatorial race. And it's from it was an effort by Cuomo to smear Ed Koch, the former mayor of New York. So that's just, you know, I just wanted to the essence of what I said was true. (laughs) But I wanted to the problem. The problem was still is still there. But I did want to. Yeah. Day.
4: Yeah, I, would, I, I I, you know what? I'm hoping that Cuomo tries to run again, and a homosexual runs against them, and it ha- uses the slogan "Vote for the Homo, not Cuomo." Cynthia
3: Nixon, she said this. Oh. Cynthia Nixon oh. didn't do this, right? It's already, it's already happened.
4: Yeah, <laughs> Cynthia Nixon I,
3: said, "Vote for the Homo, not for Cuomo." Which I guess fun. it
4: didn't work. I it, guess it, no, didn't work. it didn't.
3: It did not work. <laughs> <laughs> but it was fun.
4: Yeah.
1: Today's episode of American Fever Dream is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high end stuff? I have a solution for you. It's Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription rental service, and for just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles. That's newly with two U's and enter the code fever 20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y.com newly with two U's with code fever dream 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes. In the market for investment worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Rebag is the answer.
3: So for our next uh, walk down scandal lane, Republican operatives are freaking out as two solidly red states are considering highly problematic GOP Senate candidates. So in Missouri, we have disgraced former governor Eric Greitens. Someone's (laughs) going to have to check me on that one.
4: Yeah, greetings, greetings,
3: Uh OK, anyway, he's thrown his name in the race to replace the retiring Senator Roy Blunt, Eric. I'm just going to call him Eric because yeah. <laughs> I don't Former know. Former Governor Eric. Eric resigned as governor in 2018 amid accusations of physical and sexual abuse. A woman that he had been involved with with an extramarital affair made the accusation, which was found to be credible in an extensive investigation by the Missouri House. This was not his only scandal. The Missouri attorney general at the time also found evidence that led to a felony account against Eric related to political fundraising The Missouri Attorney General at the time was none other than Josh Hawley. Wow. If Josh Hawley does not support your wrongdoing, you're really doing it wrong.
4: (laughs) (laughs) If you're bad in Josh Hawley's book, you must be a very, very bad person.
3: (laughs) Literally, Josh Hawley's track record is to see people who are doing something bad and give them a little fist bump.
4: Give Mm -hmm. them a
3: little... I support you. So mm-hmm. if Josh Hawley is coming for you and he's like, you, he's like, you don't know what's going on. That's, that's not good. So we're Eric to win these. They would end up serving together in the Senate, which is kind of
4: funny. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey man. Uh,
3: yeah. I wonder, uh, has anyone ever, has anyone ever had their co-senator be someone that they brought felony charges against?
4: <laughs> I don't know. That's a good question. I think it would be a very interesting Conversation for them to have
3: I think that's I think that's Fun for them whatever makes Josh Hawley Uncomfortable I guess um, So Eric's popular with Trumpy Republicans they make up a large Portion um, of who the Republicans have left spe- uh, To vote So especially in the primary In a Republican primary especially mm-hmm. It's going to be pretty Trumpy So he very well could win um, But But If he does win this primary, a Democrat has a high likelihood of beating him. So this goes Mm -hmm. back to like us winning Alabama with Doug Jones because they ran a full pedophile.
4: (laughs) There's like there (laughs) is like a yeah, exactly. Missouri is very politically active and they're very uh, the people of Missouri like they they like are involved in their state politics, you know, especially there's a big because they they have they have elected Democratic people. The Democratic caucus is active there.
3: Yeah, so it's a very it it puts uh, us in a very winnable place, which as we've seen, I mean, expanding our majority in the Senate is going to be a very hard task. But it would be nice to expand our majority yeah. in the Senate so that one guy in West Virginia isn't just the guy who gets to say what happens and what doesn't happen.
4: The good thing is, is that it's, it should be easier, like depending on how well Biden does in these next year and a half for um, like the Senate, the Senate board looks better for Democrats in 2022 than it even did in 2020. So that's encouraging. Yes.
3: And if we maybe pass voting rights legislation, Mm -hmm. Joe Manchin again, who we do assume is listening (laughs) (laughs)
4: you <laughs> <laughs> know you're listening joe
3: so next we will turn to alabama where mo brooks a 6 term congressman from northern alabama uh who was one of the first republicans to announce that he would object to the electoral college vote certifying president biden's victory uh he also made an incendiary speech to rioters before the capitol insurrection <laughs> he also he he appeared there. Um, He sort of opened for that, um, which is great. So he has also continued to claim election fraud. Uh, He's entered the Alabama Senate race. He's never won a statewide race. He's actually lost a few pretty badly. So we could be looking in Alabama at exactly the situation that we had there before, which is that the Republicans run such a bad candidate that people can't even bring themselves to vote for him.
4: Yeah, I mean, I was I was listening to the daily today, and they are talking about how um, the least likely people to get a vaccine are Republican men who vote, or no, conservative men who vote Republican. So maybe they'll just have less voters by them too. <laughs> <laughs> so T T T. It's true. I mean, because they I mean, well, not you know, to go, I, mean well, I don't see I'm, one. I'm bringing it back to the beginning, but you know, uh, I think there was a lot of talk in the beginning about who is less likely to get the vaccine. Um, And I think the data shows now we know it's more.
3: Yes. Yes. And other people who aren't getting it, they're like, it's because of an access issue a lot of the time, which Mm -hmm. we do need to address because it is crazy that people who don't have the internet just can't get the vaccine.
4: Yeah. Like like some people don't have
3: the internet. (laughs)
4: Some people don't have the internet. Some people don't like can't work. Like, like I have to I have to go to work and can't just like sit on the computer and refresh.
3: Exactly. Like, because everyone who I know who's gotten it in New York, because actually, most people around me have gotten one dose at least. Um, Cause I, I have a lot of friends with asthma.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> but unfortunately I don't have asthma, um, yeah. but, <laughs> but uh, they've had to just, you just sit at your computer and refresh and refresh and refresh. And it's like, you think about the most vulnerable people, those are people who literally either can't do that because they don't understand how to do that, can't do that because they don't have access, can't do that because they don't have the time. So we definitely have to fix that. But uh, hearkening back to what we said at the beginning also, if you are eligible and you can sit Mm -hmm. there, go get your vaccine. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, get your vaccine, everyone. I feel like that's a great place for us to end. Until the end of Democracy, I'm Elise Morales.
4: I'm Brian Russell-Smith.
3: And this is the Betches SUP Podcast.
0: The Betches SUP Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Sean Kilby. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Amanda Duberman. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore SUP on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails to SUPPod at Betches.com. Betches.